This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by NatureBox. With over 100 delicious options to choose from, NatureBox delivers high-quality health snacks right to your door. Head over to NatureBox.com slash badchristian today and receive 50% off your first order. That's NatureBox.com forward slash badchristian for 50% off today. Take it away, Devin Shelton. Today's show is also sponsored by Lyft. The free Lyft app gets users a ride in minutes, on demand, 24-7, for less than the cost of a cab. Right now, our listeners get three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value. When you enter promo code bad Christian, that's three free rides. When you enter promo code bad Christian, today's show is sponsored by Movement as well. It's time to step up your watch game with classic designs and quality construction, starting at just ninety five dollars. Right now, our listeners get fifteen percent off their entire order with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com slash bc pod that's m v m t watches.com slash bc pod for 15 percent off your total order you are now entering the bad christian podcast all right everybody we're down a man so you know what we decided to do we decided to add a triple threat devin shelton is the bad three two one bad three two one big christian Joey D shells in the house. What's up? What's up guys? What's uh, up? Devin Shelton's here. He's taking Matt's place. Matt's mother passed away, obviously. And so we are. Hey, real quick. Devin's, get, Devin's, hey, hey, can I just say something? Devin's mom I mean, passed away too. Just like I know she did. I was going to get to that. You don't have to. It's unbelievable. I need Matt here. Devin, <laughs> I'm, I apologize. Please, whatever it takes. If you need to shut Joey down at any point, please do. I was getting ready to say that I, I was, in the middle of talking about how our good friend Matt's mother passed away, and Joey obviously has to interrupt. And I'm surprised he's still not beatboxing. Usually he beatboxs for three. To, there you go. I knew that was coming. But uh, so we decided to have uh, give Matt a break and have Devin come on with us. And uh, as Joey was saying, uh, we can have some really good conversation here because Devin just went through this just a few short months ago. I believe it was it September, Devin? Early October. Early October, Devin's mother passed away. So we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll get to that that stuff in a bit but uh Devin I haven't seen you since uh the all this happened and we were in Nashville together but what's crazy it was like I I still I was telling some of the BC clubbers on our on our bonus episode that we do it was literally like the worst tour ever like Josh wasn't going to be able to make it the bus wouldn't start and all that had all these electrical problems and then uh this happens with Matt and his mom passing away all kinds of crazy stuff and you even (laughs) It was horrible for you just to get to do the practice space before all this other stuff even happened, right? Yeah, I I was kind of mentioning to you on my way down that my my kids, so I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, they were both uh, really, really sick two days prior, vomiting and just going to the bathroom, just just terrible for a couple days. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to get sick. I'm going to have to leave my family. It's going to be terrible. And so the morning I was getting ready to leave, I get up and my daughter is just really sick. She kind of wanted to take a bath. You know how that kind of makes you feel better. So I go in the in the bath yeah. bathroom and I start to, the water and, you know, leave it on for just a few minutes and it's not getting warm at all. So I go downstairs and our, our hot water heater is out. And so I try to relight the pilot. Oh, I can't God. relight the pilot. So at 7.15 a.m., I'm calling plumbers. I'm trying to get all these people over here <laughs> before I leave town in like in, in like 45 minutes. And I finally get a guy to come over. He he said he had to clean out the filter underneath the hot water heater and all this stuff. And so I finally get the hot water going. But before that, I'm downstairs trying to figure this out with my two-year-old son. And he's standing at the bottom of the stairs. And you guys will be able to relate to this a little bit. But he's at the bottom of the stairs. And I'm going upstairs back and forth trying to figure stuff out. I, I get upstairs and I'm like, River, come up here. What are you doing? And he just stands down there sitting on the stairs like he won't move. And he's not crying or anything. He's just sitting there. I'm like, River, come right. on. What are you doing? And so finally I go down and pick him up. Don't think about it. I just kind of jerk him up and put him on my hip. I get to the bedroom and there is shit all over me. 
he had uh. he had crapped his pants, and that was why that was why he wouldn't move. He had like it had seeped out of his frozen. he was frozen. Yeah, it, was, it had seeped out of his diaper. It got on the steps up from the basement uh, on the carpet. It got in his room on the carpet everywhere, and and we had no hot water to clean him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and oh so I had these little bitty these little bitty wipes. I'm like wiping him down. And I was like, is this really happening? And this is all like, like I said, like 15, 20 minutes before I'm supposed to leave for Tennessee. <laughs> that, I mean, it couldn't get any worse. Like the worst possible mess you could make without hot water. Exactly. To. <laughs> yeah. Pe- people that don't have kids and just kind of like make little assumptions here and there, they don't understand that you literally deal with all sorts of shit, like literal like that, and that's on top of everything else. I mean, there was seriously a time when we are all ready. We've got four kids, and we got them all dressed up because they're going to a wedding or something like that. And I pick up my youngest son, and and his and his shit has literally traveled all the way up his diapers to his neck. So we're talking; it's gone <laughs> all the way up his shirt, and we can see it on the back of his neck. I mean, it's just like what in the world i mean it's just it's just I know. crazy we I, I remember when we had just ruby and i we were living in seattle and uh i can remember uh ike was less than a year old less than a year old and uh the kids they were so quiet like usually you know they're they're both really young ruby's only like two i guess um both but they had both were so quiet and slept through the night and we were like oh man that's amazing like both kids slept through the night. Why are they so quiet? We'd go in there. The reason why is because Ruby's just staring at I- Ike laughing. Ike is in his crib playing with shit. <laughs> he thought it, he thought it was like clay or crayons or whatever. He had like wrote on the wall. It was all over his his hands, his mouth. He probably I think he had tasted it. I mean, every, it was everywhere. I've never seen that. It looked like if it it looked like why, a massacre. Why Poof. are they immune to the smell? That's what I don't get. Like if I'm Ike, I'm like, oh god, oh god, it smells. Well, the, it's it's because they like even if you if you poop, your kids walk in, they don't know it. It's because they don't know what's bad. <laughs> like that smell is bad to us because you go, oh, that's somebody's doo doo. But it really, I mean, it's it's just the smell. And so to them being so young, they don't they don't think of it as good or bad. They just go just like a dog. A dog goes, oh, there's a smell. There's poop or there's a bud or whatever. You know what I mean? Gosh. Like it's it's the same thing. I think when kids are little, they don't they don't put a negative context to it until eventually they know it's funny and yeah. bad. You know what I mean? Like eventually they go, oh, daddy pooped. Oh my god, <laughs> or whatever it might be. So I I, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so just to keep just to clue everybody in though, it was just. Literally, it seemed like nightmare after nightmare on this tour, and then the culmination was Matt's mom dying. We were standing there in the uh, practice space and just uh, practicing, getting ready to practice, and then his mom passed away. And I know we've talked about this already, but I just it's it was so devastating and it was so intense um, to lose somebody like Jenny, and especially because and, and Matt said this, I think he realized it now more. Jenny's probably the first person that I really knew and was close to that that died that just was shocking like my grandparents passed away but they were like in their 80s and in really really bad health I mean it it was one of those things where they're you know I truly believe they're in a better place now like they did not have a quality of life and so Jenny was the first person that made me feel that way but anyway so we'll be talking a little bit more about that too but Joey I don't want to leave you out uh Devin told his story do you have good or bad things that are going on with you this last week like, did you get out unscathed? Like, maybe the bad stuff avoided no. you? No. I, I don't want it to be a bad Christian curse. Is what? I, wait, no? <laughs> no, I think there. So there might be a bad right. Christian curse. I, I don't. The Lord finally smote us. The Lord has had enough. Right. The Lord is just like, I've got to silence these guys and whatever it takes for me to get their attention. My wrath. Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you think Lord was like, hey, listen, I've had enough. Y'all can say a lot. You're not going to talk about Fur to compare Noble. You. <laughs> God was like, not them, not my boy Perry, not my boy Steve. Ain't gonna talk about them. Uh-uh. Uh, and the Lord smote oh, us. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like there, there's one. It's like a totally different ball game when there's parents involved. And early, uh, and I, I'm gonna get to what that means here in a second. Earlier in the day, 
I seriously was thinking to myself, I'm going to have to fake my way through recording podcasts today. But now I feel like I'm, I'm actually at a place where I'm a little bit distanced from it emotionally. But uh, literally on the way back from uh, Matt's mom's funeral, I get a phone call from a guy that I never get a phone call from. And uh, I'm just, uh, okay. It, like, I'm thinking this could be an emergency. He's actually a paramedic. <laughs> and I'm like, there's something about me. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I'm not going to answer it because if it's an emergency, he will text me or he will call right back. And sure enough, I didn't answer it. And he texts, please call me ASAP. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, so no. And this is right after you had I'm, left. I am on mom's. the way home from Matt's mom's funeral, which was already emotional oh, for all of us, obviously. And so I pick up the phone and he said, hey, man, this is Rob. Uh, and then, wait, you pick up the phone. And he immediately cleared his throat into the, the receiver <laughs> yeah, of the phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing because that's what I'm I heard doing first. everything. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, hey, Joey, this is Rob. And then he stops talking <laughs> and I could tell he's lost it and he can't get any words out. Oh, and so I'm Lord. literally sitting there like, what in the hell am I going to hear right now? Like, and I was like, he said, I'm right. I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's all right, man. It's all right. What happened? And so uh, a, a friend of ours, actually, my sister-in-law uh, dated him for a while. So we've gotten to know him uh, really well as part of our church, plays guitar. Toby's t- amazing yeah. guitar player. Yeah. He, well, when I was a worship leader at Seacoast, he was on our team. He's a really yeah. cool guy. And uh, anyway, he said, I, I, I just uh, came from helping um, helping this, I, I guess, just out of respect for his family. I'm not going to say his name. I don't know why. But I just, just came from helping uh, my friend. He was in a motorcycle accident, and he said, it's, it's not good. Um, maybe he'll make it. I don't know, but we need his parents' number. I thought maybe for some reason you'd have it. And uh, crazy enough, my wife had been texting back and forth with his mom because they're thinking about moving to Charleston. My wife's a real estate agent. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure my wife has it. So make a long story short. I mean, we, I, uh, drove to my house, my wife got in the car, we took our kids to her parents' house and we were literally at the hospital, um, until about six o'clock in the morning. And, and part of the reason why is, you know, obviously to be with a lot of his friends, but his, his damn parents had six hours uh, worth of driving to do after hearing about it. So they had to get this phone call. Same as Matt. That's the exact yeah, same as They Matt. had to get this phone That's call and then they had to drive six hours to be with their son who they don't even know whether or not they're going to make it. So that's kind of been what what's consumed uh, the last few days of, of my life is being at the hospital, uh, being with friends, being with family, supporting his parents and everything. But I'm telling you, man, once once you're a parent, the, these sorts of things, they're just, they really affect your heart in a very deep way. Cause here I am talking to this dad and he is at such a vulnerable place saying the most vulnerable spiritual things, you know, basically saying my son is, is my life, man. He's just like, what, why, yeah. you know, asking all the questions that a lot of us ask. And it's just like, good Lord. Um, I mean, Toby, like our friend Robbie, uh, had a friend last night that lives in another country that passed away. Uh, Sean Scapoletto, uh, his mother-in-law passed away or no father-in-law passed away this morning. It's like all of a sudden death is like, <laughs> it's all around, man. I'm like, can someone put a <sighs> stop? But I don't, you know, let me, let me tell both of you guys this. Like we all come from similar backgrounds. I want a miracle so badly, uh, for our friend that got in a cycle accident. It's like, I, I don't, all of the stuff that's going on in my head about, I don't know what I believe. I don't know how this works. I don't know how prayer works. I don't know what I think about healing. All that stuff is out the window right now. All I can do is just pray to God he's healed. I want a miracle. Uh, That's, and, and that's, that's just kind of the frame of mind that I'm in right now because I don't, I mean, now is not the time to figure things out theologically. now's the time for just complete desperation and, and prayers and just saying, okay, as much as I can believe, I'm just going to believe and, you know, God, please do something. So it's, it's nuts. It's, it's definitely the number one time that you feel the most helpless. Like there is, there's nothing you can do. You can hope in the doctor's hands and brains and, and of course God, but, but Devin, I, I want to bring you in on this too. 
this is interesting. Like what, when you found out, like, so when Matt found out his, his mother had passed, like she passed immediately. When you found out, did you, did you have hope or did your mom pass away immediately? Um, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a mix of the two. Like I, my sister called and said that, uh, she had a heart attack and she wasn't responding. And then a few minutes later, my sister called back and said that the paramedic, uh, came, basically came in their house to tell my siblings that my mom was gone and, and did basically say, we're, we're so sorry. And then was interrupted by another paramedic that said, we have a heartbeat and, or a pulse. And so that, that hope was kind of reignited there. And so they told me that. And so, but I was kind of, I was still really skeptical because I knew she had been unconscious for a a good little while at that point. And so even though it was a glimmer of hope, probably even for a couple hours before I I left, um, I was still pretty skeptical. Yeah. Uh, Do y'all think like, uh, this it's just superstition, but like the the adage of it when it rains it pours or anything like that. Like I mean, is this like a do y'all does y'all's natural incl- inclination go to this is spiritual warfare or like the like it, do you take it to the spiritual realm? I don't, man. I, I like I I I definitely will yield my heart to uh, taking it there like on behalf of people that may that could possibly die or like for example Devin when his mom did pass away like like praying and believing something can happen spiritually but i i just i have a really hard time and and i i guess there's a there's a very significant chance that it's true but i just have a hard time believing that god's like well the devil won that one i didn't want that to happen i mean i, I just right. that that, that there's no place in my mind for that sort of stuff, but I I've also heard a very sensible philosophical approach to the Bible as well, or theological approach to where, you know, when God gave Adam and Eve, uh, dominion over the earth, that was a very serious delegation to where it's like, okay, you guys are in charge. So it's through your prayers and through your dominion that either good's going to happen or bad's going to happen. So I mean, uh, Toby, you know Chip Judd, and you've heard him say something along the lines of, hey, uh, are, is the church praying like they should? He's like, obviously, the, yeah. question, the answer to that is no, they are not. And the second question is, well, if we were, would things look a little different? Seems like they would be. So I, I just don't know. I, yeah. But, yeah, I, I have a hard time right. with that question for sure. Devin, what about you? Did you, like, uh, maybe you can even, too, in answering this question, what Maybe you can kind of clue us in on like I don't I have not lost my parents, and so I don't know I have no context or frame of reference to understand what it feels like. Like it to me, this feels with your mom, Joey and I got to go to the funeral, and with with Matt's mom, we got to go to the funeral, and I just I can't my mind is so ignorant to life and death that it just it doesn't make any sense. Like maybe you can take us through what you felt, what you think Matt's feeling, like what what it was like when you got that news and you had to drive what 12 yeah. hours yeah, just about. in a car to, to yeah, get there. I don't, I think I'm similar to Joey that I don't really take it to a spiritual level. I can, um, but I, I, it doesn't really affect me that way. Like I, it doesn't make me question God or anything like that. It just kind of makes me think, well, those are natural things yeah. that happen in life. And so I don't really do it that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, when I when I got the call, I was kind of in shock. So I, I could totally understand where Matt was when he told us. It's one of those things that you just kind of. I was just kind of standing in there, and you're kind of you're just trying to process what's happening, and and it doesn't quite make sense in your mind. And you're just like, okay, you're just trying to to make sense of it. And so it took me, like I said, I went home. I was at church when I got my when I got the call, and I went home to be with my wife and kids. And I was still just kind of in shock waiting for a phone call, I guess just to kind of confirm that she wasn't going to make it is basically what I was waiting for. And then um, my, I was, I was getting ready to leave. I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and drive. And uh, my sister called and said, uh, she, she she basically said, Devin, they're sure she's not going to, she's not going to last much longer. They can keep her on the ventilator until you get here, or at least try to, uh, if if you want. And but when my sister told me, said basically just said she's not going to make it. That's 
where I just kind of lost it. That was the first time yeah. within that first two or three hours that it was all, it all kind of made sense to me at that time. And I, and I just couldn't really take it anymore. And so when I, when I drove, I mean, the feeling I had, it was, it's unlike anything I've ever felt for sure. It was a real, real strong sense of, of just almost like a, a, a good sadness, I guess is the one way I could describe it. I was very, yeah. very, very sad. And, but at the same time, it was, I wasn't upset or I didn't have regret about anything with my mom. I'm sure other people would be different depending on their relationship with their mom. But mine was more, I did have a little bit of thought of like, you know what? I wish I would have talked to her more or I wish I would have been less frustrated with her this at this time or that time. So some of those thoughts kind of crossed my mind, but I honestly, I was just thinking a, a whole lot about how, just how good of a person she was. That's just kind of what I was, that was kind of filling my mind uh, for a long time. The good sadness that you're talking about, obviously, like if you weren't deeply moved by your mom's passing, something would be seriously wrong. So that's got to be almost like a therapeutic, man, I'm really moved by this. I want to hear a little yeah. bit more, obviously, and 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 I, I want to hear more about what you think Matt could be going through, especially knowing Matt's personality, but Toby his stomach's always growling. And so I think he's got something he wants to share with everyone, how he's fixing his growling stomach these days. Uh, you aren't kidding. Hey, nice segue from total death <laughs> and, and awfulness into my hungry stomach there, Joey. <laughs> Crazy enough, you're exactly right. And one thing that does make me feel good, even through the tough times, and this is really true, is when I can have good food. Um, I, I, I think that's one thing that even goes around at, at funerals or, you know, uh, when, when tough times are there, it, you want to have good food and you want to have healthy food. Uh, and that is where nature box comes in. I am a snacker through and through. I love to snack and, and nature box just has so many good ones. I mean, I could give you a million, uh, snacks that I love of theirs, but like all their nuts are just amazing. Like the, uh, uh, the dark chocolate covered almonds. Oh my gosh. And I had, I love the Asiago cheddar cheese, uh, crisps, and I mean, my family loves lemon tea biscuits and they love, let's see what, dried pears, uh, mango, orange, fruit chews. They're all so delicious. And that is what I want to do when I want a snack. And I'm a, like I said, I'm a snacker. I want to turn to great snacks. And that's what exactly what Nature Box provides. Um, Nature Box recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required. And you can cancel anytime. Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. Created with high quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, uh, flavors, or sweeteners. That's what I love. Like I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but uh, I, I've been I switched from uh, stevia recently to uh, Splenda, and I don't know, but I'm feeling a little strange. My my health has been a little weird. I don't know if it has anything to do with. It. I'm just saying that, but. With uh, Nature Box, no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. It's just so good. I love it. Um, it's simple. Go to naturebox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over 100 snacks to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right now to your door. So right now, you'll save even more. Nature Box is offering our fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash badchristian. That's naturebox.com slash badchristian for 50% off your first order. Naturebox.com slash badchristian. I love you, Naturebox. All right, I want to tell you something else, uh, if I can. Uh, another service that I love and another sponsor that is so good, and that is Lyft. I am so happy we're working with Lyft. I use Lyft a lot, and they are awesome, especially in situations, once again, like what we went through, having to get all these people. Matt's mother passes away, and we have three, four, five people that we have to get to the airport or get to their cars or whatever it might be. And we have the availability and just the ease of using Lyft. That is what is so cool. Y'all know about Lyft, right? It's the app that gets you a ride in minutes, and I guarantee you it's a ride in minutes. It's on demand 24-7 for less than a cost of a cab. If you've tried Lyft, you know what I'm talking about. With Lyft, you just download the app, request a driver, and they show up in three and a half minutes on average. That's really fast. Every Lyft driver is fully vetted through their 10-point safety standard, including criminal and DMV background checks. You know you'll get around quickly and safely. That point is huge for me. I feel so crazy in the past having used some other services um, 
about putting my wife in the back of some car and sending her off or anything like that. With Lyft, you know that the drivers are safe and they're getting there quick, but they're going to be safe safe as well. With Lyft, you can also tip in the app, which I love that part, which obviously leads to happier drivers. I mean, nine out of our 10 Lyft drivers get a perfect five-star rating from the passenger. It's just a better all-around experience. So right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal. Get three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value when you enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Just download the free Lyft app today and enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN in the payment section. You'll start with three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value. Use Lyft. It's awesome. All right, Joey, we have one more awesome sponsor. I can't believe we get to work with all these great companies. Who is this one? Well, this is Movement, which is a really awesome watch company. That doesn't even do it justice. One million watches sold to a business that just started off by saying, you know what? We want to start uh, We want to start a business where we actually make watches that are the quality of the top-end watches, you know, the kind that you pay four to $500 for, but we want to make them at an affordable level. And to be exact, watches that start at $95. I've been wearing my Abyss watch. That is a style of movement watch. It's all black. It's killer. It looks awesome. When I went to Matt's mom's funeral, I wanted to get a little more dressy. And so I put on a different movement watch. It's like it's got the brown leather and the uh, the blue face. It's, it's a lot classier and, and and more dressy. So many different styles. This company started, like I said, two broke college kids. They wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them, so they started their own company. These watches start at $95. Movement figured out that by selling online, they're able to cut out the middleman, and that is how they can sell them for so cheap. But the quality it is the complete opposite. This classic design, quality construction, and uh, style minimalism. Over a million watches sold in 160 countries. You can get 15% off your total order. You might as well buy a couple of these watches for different occasions by going to mvmtwatches.com slash bcpod. This watch has a really clean designs. These watches have clear, uh, clean designs. Seriously, I've been getting compliments uh, constantly with both of these watches. They're 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 awesome. Go Me yeah, too. go online. Toby actually bought one for his wife. So um, go online, check them out. That's mvmtwatches.com slash bcpod to get fifteen percent off your order. Join the movement, baby. Movement watches. And we're and back. We are back, Toby. Uh, should you right. and I be holding on for uh, holding on to our mothers for dear life? Like, <laughs> yeah, great joke. Look, what else? Can you make a sex slavery joke too? What, what else bad stuff can you laugh at, Joey? <laughs> Pastor Joey, <laughs> sorry, Devin. Pastor Joey got a little loose there. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it's a, it's I don't know. I don't know. I- <laughs> I mean, Devin's mother passed away, and you say, Toby, should we hold on to our mothers because they might die? I'm too. telling you. And Devin, take Devin. it away. Is that what you were getting? <laughs> Lord have it, mercy. It's, it's so crazy because we are we are literally at a stage now, and we've talked about this before, I don't think on the podcast, but our parents now. I mean, it, it's it, and it's just it's mind boggling because I, I think what makes this so unique and makes us think about it at such a deep level. Well, I mean, in Europe. In your case, Devin, parent. <laughs> that's a Joey. That's a but, Joey joke. But Sorry, I mean, we're Devin. talking. You know, Matt. Matt's mom just passed away, and we're talking four months ago. Devin, your mom passed away, and that, I mean, that's like two of our closest friends, and that's that's your that's your mom. I mean, that's just crazy. So, Devin, obviously, we all know the enigma. I can't even say that word. That Matt. Oh Lord! Now you're going to use bad words. <laughs> what were you trying to say? Uh, we know the My enigma that, that Matt is and just how he kind of processes differently, um, you know, really assesses emotions, the very emotions he's going through. He's actually really thinking about them. You know, I was telling Toby on a BC Club episode that uh, that only our BC Club folks get uh, just how the words that he was using was just so out of the box for someone that lost his mom. And I was just like, gosh, this is Matt. This is his personality. This is how he processes things. But what are some of the things that he's going through now, uh, Devin, considering funeral is over, the dust has settled, and he is starting a new life, basically, that his mom's not a part of? Yeah, that that's definitely the weirdest part, I think. Um, 
that's that's where I think it really, really starts to kick in because in the same regard, he is going to be leaving his dad in the next, you know, however long, a few week, few days or a week or whatever, to go back home to his family and, and kids and, and life. And, and the same way I did that. And so it was such a, it just made me feel really, really sad to, to be leaving, you know? Yeah. It's like, should I stay? I mean, should we think about moving here? It was all these questions in my mind, like, what do we need to do to help my dad? Because I just knew how lonely right. he was going to be and just like having to adjust. It's like losing more than just one arm. It's like having, you know, like having to adjust right. your whole life uh, around this person that was there for, you know, 40, 50 years. And so, um, I know that and I talked to him on the phone yesterday and, uh, we had a little bit of that conversation, just, you know, the feelings that he's having now about that. And, and with Matt, you know, he's got, you know, he, he's softened up a little bit in his older age, you know, as you guys know, but he's, I know he was just kind of trying to figure out how he should feel and what is yeah. what's okay to feel and what's not okay. And so yet like a uh, Sunday morning uh, before his mom's funeral, I, I just texted him and not that, you know, I had any more wisdom than anyone else necessarily, but because of my situation with my mom, I just said, you know, Hey man, um, I know how you're going to feel today and I know it's going to be confusing and weird. I said, but just try to allow yourself to say goodbye to your mom. Don't worry about, what you're supposed to say or what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to feel. Just, just, you know, be sad and just, just say goodbye to your mom. That's what you're right. supposed to do today. And so, um, he, you know, he, I think he appreciated that a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain unless you're in that position. But I just remember the day of just thinking, you know, I just want to be sad today. I don't really, right. I don't really want anything else. I just, I don't even really want to be happy or like celebrate my mom's life, even though that's a good thing. Right. Good thing. I just kind of wanted to be sad, you know, and and miss miss right. my mom. So, I think that's probably yeah. how he's feeling. Yeah. Did it bring a sense of joy that other people were able to celebrate how awesome your mom was, and you could be sad, or would you have just preferred everybody to shut the celebration down? Let's all be. Sad. No, I think I think that's that's good to have. It, it was great. Like it's one of those weird uh, occasions where you get to see all these people you haven't seen in years. You know of extended family yeah. friends from maybe high school or college. And so it's kind of yeah. a, it's kind of a joyous time, you know, like a reunion in some, in some ways. And so there is that kind of pull push and pull of like being happy to see people and also very sad under the circumstances. But yeah, I was okay with people celebrating my mom's life, of course, but just for me, for yeah. me personally, yeah. I was like, you know what? I just kind of want to take this day to, to really mourn for my mom and really think about it. You know, Devin, I was going to ask you too, like, do you, once this happened and it, for both you and Matt, it, it was really kind of out of, out of nowhere. Like, uh, you know, I think maybe your mom might've been a little worse health than Jenny. Jenny was a little bit, you know, seems, you know, a little bit, yeah. uh, in, in, in better health, I guess is, is the word I'd say, but, um, it was still shocking nonetheless. Right. Like I, I would have assumed both of them would have lived many, many more years. It didn't, there was no sign of like, you know, regardless of being in the best health or the, or not as good of health, neither one of them looked like they were going to pass away anytime soon. But did it, did it change your mentality like towards your family or even like, uh, your wife and kids? Like, did anything like that happen? Like you got a little more scared or, you know, fearful? Like what, what if I lose more people or anything? Did any of those thoughts go through your mind? Um, I don't think I would call it, you know, fear or anything like that, but I definitely, my perspective changed a lot. And it's one of those things I think we all kind of go through in those really critical times of life is like, uh, you know, you start to value things more than you probably did before. And so I, I definitely, my perspective ever since my mom passed away yeah. and even now with Jenny, cause I was really close to Jenny as well is that I just start realizing, man, I just, I, I really need to tell people how I feel more often. <laughs> like I really, I really yeah. need to appreciate people more. I need to share that with them and don't be too macho to tell people how you feel or, or whatever, because I really do value these people in my life and especially my wife and kids. And so yeah. I don't really want to, you know, just get used to not ever get used to not being emotional with my kids or telling them how much I love them or my wife. And so it's really kind of right. renewed that perspective uh, for me um, since then. And, and I definitely wouldn't call it fear, um, or anything. I, I've always had these weird, you know, random thoughts about what could happen to my family, but that's probably just some weird, you know, thing that guys do sometimes. I, but, 
but I, I don't think that's been accentuated or anything like that. I think it's been quite the opposite. Like I just yeah am starting to value words and actions much more than than I probably did over the past few years. Yeah, De- Devin, I God knows I don't know exactly how the brain works because if I did, I'd fix a lot of stuff in mine. But it seems like like to me, it's such a profound thing that your brain has from uh from day one it's been functioning with with mom like early on you didn't know that's what was bringing you comfort and you couldn't necessarily put her voice in an intellectual assessment of wow this is my mom she brought me life but as you grew older into a little kid that's who you ran to when you were hurt you know as you got older that's who you called you know from college when you wanted to talk to somebody and your your brain has just always had that like that's yeah. all, it's been a part of your brain the knowledge of your mom the relationship and all that stuff now that she's gone like are there ever times when like your mind plays tricks on you like you think i'm going to call mom oh gosh i can't do that yeah totally that's happened to me on numerous occasions over the past few months and it's oh, it's gosh. it's weird i mean it's like you know it's just one of those things you 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 know that she's not there and you know you can't talk to her but there's the occasional day where you think about something that you would have done previously or like a conversation you might have had with with your mom on a Saturday or if she wanted to FaceTime with your kids or if she would call you to ask you a favor you know or something like that it's like one of those types of things that kind of play play over in your head like oh my mom would have done this today because right you know I put this picture on Facebook or you know she would have called and laughed about this you know so it's little memories like that, that those are the, really the times that I get actually sad again about mom not being there. Cause you don't get to share those things with them anymore. And so it's a, it's a really weird feeling. And, and, and like you said, that's, I was thinking about this earlier today is like your mom. And, and for some people, this is a very complicated situation. So I don't mean to minimize anybody's situation with their mom. Cause not everyone has a great relationship with their mom, but from the time you were born, that's base. Like you said, that's basically the only person that has been there from the very beginning. Like your wife, your kids, you've right. met them along the way. Your friends, everybody except your mom and your dad, are the only people that have been there from the beginning. And then all of a sudden, that just stops. And so, it's a re- it's a really right. really weird feeling and adjustment. But it's you know it's one of those things that like I said, I've kind of adjusted to now. And and even the the memories of her that I have, you know, from time to time are, are good. Just kind of bring back a little bit of that sadness, you know? Yeah, man. What a heavy, heavy podcast. This is just, <laughs> it's intense. So, now I, I, I will take it a little bit of a different direction here too. Both of these deaths watching from the outside made, did make me become, uh, did make me question what my reaction would be like that. Since, since I really haven't had, like, like I said, my grandparents have passed away. And, you know, I've had a, a few distant uncles and stuff like that pass away and family member and aunts. But yeah. um, Jenny was somebody that was has been in my life for almost 20 years now, longer for you, Devin. So it does make me question, though, like, I guess th- this sounds horrific, but I, I do question what will what will I think? Like, I, I put myself in y'all's shoes kind of maybe just a thought experiment or just thinking maybe I was even being selfish. But just the just the thought of what will I do when I get that call? Like, well. Will I be shocked or will I be mourned? Because, yeah. you know, it has been somewhat difficult with my parents. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 haven't, ha- I haven't had the best relationship with my parents. A lot right. of times it's been really tough. Now, all that to say, I love them. I do. I, they, they, I wouldn't be here without them. They've supported me in lots of ways and have been there for me in lots of ways, too. But I do wonder, because we've had some strain in our relationship or something like that, what will my reaction be? Like, I, I wonder, will I be caught off guard at how emotional I am? Or uh, uh, part of me is scared I'll just be stone-faced or something. Like, I don't want to be that way. I don't think I will be. But I, it, it just it definitely makes it like, Joey, you're very close to your parents. Like, if you got that call, you would be devastated. I mean, I know, I know what you'd... Yeah, I showed my dad my penis, right. for crying out loud. So we're very close. I, here's my guess with that, Toby, and this is something that Priscilla and I have talked a lot about. And so... I. I to, to respect my wife, I, I want to make really clear her and her dad, there was a special connection there because they were so much alike. I mean, that, you know, getting to know her dad opened my eyes to why my wife is the way that she is. And I think my wife, I adore her. And so thus I thought her dad was just awesome. They're so much alike, but their relationship was very strained. 
Uh, there were seasons where it was extremely challenging. You know, her parents were divorced and, uh, you know, her dad definitely as, as great of a guy as he was, he had some major issues and, and stuff that he was working through in his life, even or, or despite that challenging Rocky relationship, uh, one that wasn't as natural as if her parents would have stayed together. Her dad's death was just as devastating. Um, and again, I, I don't know how the special connection they had factors into it, but I think what, what I determined through all of that is around the same time, uh, Toby, you and I knew a girl who lost her dad uh, in a very uh, violent yeah. cancer, uh, just just devastating. And she saw her dad as her hero, best friend. Like she was literally, she would identify her dad as that's the person that I'm closest to. And she was devastated. And so was Priscilla. And so it's just like, I think that the, it, you kind of throw everything out the window when it comes to a parent dying. And, and I, I don't know why, because I, my parents haven't died. So I don't know what that thing is that we're all connected with. But I think the pain is different, but I don't think that they're that different in quantity or, or, or levels. But I, you know, I could be totally wrong. I have, I have met one person that uh, when her dad died, she at least said, I don't care. That's my genetic oh, source. Uh, I have no connection with that man. Doesn't matter. That, that I've only is heard just that awful. That I I don't really believe that. That's a defense mechanism that she put up because her relationship yeah. with her father was so poor. For me too. Um, you know, I even had some some thoughts, like some regretful thoughts about things. Maybe I had thought about my mom or or even said to her things like that. Um, but I would say. I, there's, I think there's this like, there's this biological emotional connection that we all have with our parents. Like, and so I think even with you, uh, I think it'll probably hit you really, really hard just because I think that's pretty, pretty natural more so than, than maybe the positive stuff will hit yeah. you the negative things like that, that were with your, your mom, like probably just thinking through like, why didn't we have a better relationship or why was this not, you know what I mean? All these, all these things that you're trying to work through. Cause I, I even had some siblings that are working through stuff like that. So I think it's, uh, I think it's normal. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I never really, th I never really knew how I would respond either. I knew I would be sad, but you almost just kind of like, you, you just wonder how you will physically react to the loss of a parent. And it's, it's definitely much to me, it was much stronger than I even anticipated it to be. Devin, with, you know, the, you haven't had a chance to articulate it as much as we have on this podcast, obviously, but your faith has gone through a lot of changes, uh, similar to ours. How, where are you at? And, and I thought it was, uh, I'll give you a little context. When I found out that Matt's mom passed away, uh, it was Toby that called and Toby was on the bus and they were engaged, you know, in a conversation, uh, him, Dave, I, I guess you, I don't know who else, but you know, basically, is Jenny Carter in a different realm right now? You know, is she in heaven? Is, 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 is she existing right now simultaneous to this life that we're experiencing? Like, where you're at in your faith, do you, do you have just kind of an assumption? Yeah, mom's in heaven. Yeah, mom's seen Jesus. Yeah, she's walking streets of gold. Like, what's your, what's your approach there? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it says black and white as it used to be uh, in my faith. I'm I'm definitely much farther on the side of yes she is somewhere uh in yeah. existence right now and I and I believe that's heaven whatever that looks like. Um I have a hard time envisioning yeah. um that now just because my my faith has changed and so I think my idea of what heaven is yeah. or the afterlife is has morphed so much that I don't have a real picture of what that looks like, you know. But I definitely believe that 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 happens to us after, after this life. So right. it's, you know, it's still weird. Like when we were talking about that on the bus, you know, there's definitely a percentage of me that thinks, well, maybe there's just nothing now. Maybe she's just gone, you know, and that's, and that's okay. I mean, that's a, that's a, a palpable response. There's nothing wrong with that, but I, there's something within me and my own faith that I'll probably never be able to shake whether I want to or not that, there has to be something after his life, you know? Yeah, I was uh, I was getting on the elevator today, and that exact thought hit me. Because, I, I mean, I, I've, 
I've articulated a lot of stuff about my faith. And obviously when you're around death a lot and you're around parents who are, you know, believing for their son to be healed, you're just thinking a lot about this stuff. And and that's what, that's the conclusion I came to. I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm not, I have no plans of, of changing faiths. I have no plans of deciding I don't believe in Jesus. Now, from a supernatural standpoint, because I do believe in Jesus, I don't think I can stop believing because I believe he lives inside of me. But even if I could just make a logical decision, I wonder, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to believe anymore. Hmm, I'll, I'll think about tomorrow. I would just decide, yeah, I'm going to keep yeah. on this track. <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to change now. Why would I? So even if it's not true, I'm going to live a life where my context, my realm of thinking has to do with the Savior that I need. His name is Jesus. And if it's true, which I believe it is, great. If it's not, that's still what I'm going to believe. I don't care. (laughs) I I think I'm at, yeah, I think I'm at a point where I I definitely, and we talked about this in the past, I feel like I'm kind of constructing my faith, but I I do believe, I I do believe. (laughs) You will not say deconstruct. It seems too hipster to me. Deconstruction (laughs) is all about hipsters and drinking like, you know, uh, uh, microbrew beer. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm jumping I'm jumping on your wagon. I like that better. I'm constructed. Yeah, deconstructionist. You drink your, uh, you know, you have a fixie bike and you drink microbrew beer or or uh, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think where I'm at though is I would I do feel like we need a hero. We do need a savior. That's so much in our culture and history that they, like that longing for the, a, a real. Christ figure, and I and I think that's what Jesus offers us, and God offers us. So I think that that is what my hope lies in. And then, with that being said, I'm not sure what happens, but I do believe in the idea of peace that there 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 will be peace. So I think Devin's mom, Matt's mom, does do have peace, and so I think that is um, very comforting to me in my mind. I think regardless of however that however life ends up or whatever, I think that we we do find peace, and so I think that is a very comforting. Uh, notion or thought for me to have. So, Toby, are you leaning more towards that being a universal piece rather than some people don't get it? Uh huh. You know, I I really like. I mean, when like for example, when I think about Devin and Matt's mom, they got a lot of stuff wrong, like a lot of stuff. Even even on the day they died. Yeah. And so I don't know anymore if I believe that God is really keeping track of that so much so that he like. You know, you know, like whatever that might be that would send you away from him or be so disappointed. Now, I know a lot of people would say, well, if, as long as they, you know, said they believed in Jesus, then they're they're co- they're co- covered no matter what. The blood covers them no matter what. But yeah, that is a huge question to answer. Do you believe in Jesus? Like it's it's easier to say, way harder to live, and especially in the moment. You know what I mean? Like like there, there's part of me that's right. mad that Jenny and, and Joyce were taken away so soon. Like, that, like what? What is this? Like, I, I, know we're, I know we're sinners and awful, right. but, I mean, gosh, just heartbreaking stuff. Like, I, I mean, when people lose somebody, like a, a, a parent or a, a child, I mean, we have, we have friends in Seattle that just right. lost a child. I'm like, what? What? I mean, I know that we don't get everything right, but what is – and so – what I uh, my what I guess what I fall to or, or land on is that I don't know, I don't know. I do believe we need a hero. I do believe we need a savior, somebody that is better than us that can get it right. And I don't think we do. And I think that that being loves us, and I think he wants more. So I'm not. I I don't ever. That's up to God who goes to heaven and hell. I don't want to ever possibly even think about it ever again. I don't want to ever think about who goes where in the afterlife. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna. Take a second here. Joey did not bring his computer charger, so uh, he has to now call in. And so now you're going to hear Joey sounding differently because uh, Pastor Joey, who never forgets anything for his job at Seacoast, only forgets and does terrible with audio and power supplies and everything. Devin, I, I want to completely apologize to you as our guest. Been talking about heavy subjects, and now we have a goofball pastor that has let you down audibly and physically and uh, emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff. Uh, and and now he's moving around, causing I unbelievable feel... noise with his phone. He can't he can't because, even sit still because my phone yeah, just said uh, going to uh, low charge. Oh my mode. god! <laughs> you don't you don't charge anything? <laughs> holy <laughs> holy shit! 
Really? <laughs> All right, Devin, are you still there? Are you are you still recording yourself, Devin? Because we'll need this, my friend. I, oh, I'm I'm recording myself. Okay, Devin, I, I got something really funny to tell you about Toby, and I know you've experienced okay. this a lot. But the other day, and I, the trying can you? Can, hey, we don't need to see you. Can you hold the phone towards your mouth and not move? Because it is unbelievable noises <laughs> and craziness. Okay. The subject matter doesn't even matter. Can you hold, hold hold the phone a little bit to you, a little bit closer? Oh, the subject matter doesn't even, uh, it's not even relevant. But Toby, very. I am devastated right now. This is <laughs> devastatingly awful. <laughs> it's just horrific. I'm sorry. I forgot my charger. I mean, I mean, what else I am I supposed it. to say? It, it's it. shocking. <laughs> shocking. All right. I mean, my, my wife is actually on the way to bring a charger. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. God, God bless her. Hey, I, I can't believe what you that woman goes through. I'm sorry that I'm pa- I'm pastoring a grieving family. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Toby actually is very passionate, and he's being a great friend to me. Like it's all coming out of a caring heart. And within 45 mm-hmm. seconds, he he starts off with giving me a very firm, aggressive point of view in one direction. And then in the same breath, talks himself out of that opinion and then convinces me of the exact opposite and doesn't even bat an eye, doesn't even acknowledge his mind change. He just goes the complete opposite extreme. So it's like, I'm really glad I'm not completely depending on Toby's wisdom on this one because he just did a 180. <laughs> and that's that's actually the second time you've done that in our friendship, like in one breath. Devin, do you have any idea what Joey's talking about right now? Actually, I do not have any idea. <laughs> so what I'm trying, so we try to tell him every podcast. Joey just talked for two minutes, and nobody on earth knows what he's talking about. What are you talking about right now? What I'm saying is that you were trying to con- I, you were trying to convince. Just you tell the situation. Uh, I don't know if I can. No, I can't. So you were basically trying to convince <laughs> me to do one thing. There's two different options, and it was this okay. Is- what does this have to do with this thing right now, though? What? So I was trying to convince. I was trying to convince you two different options, and then I changed my mind and convinced you totally something. But what does that have to do with right now? Oh, we're segueing into your news. <laughs> <laughs> It's unreal. It, it it's shocking. I mean, it is shocking. I mean, literally, I call you best friend. That's what I mean. This is how you treat me. I mean, I, mean, I, I toured around the world. and I said, no, I got to figure out a way that I can now incorporate a make a business to where I can include my best friend. And this is how you repay me. All right, Billy, uh, kick the music here. In a world where your friend, he didn't want anybody to, to know, but I'm going to reveal it. He allowed his computer to die as a joke because of Matt and Devin's mom passing away. And he thought it'd be really funny, but it wasn't. My name is Toby Morell. This is the damn news. <laughs> Devin, you still with us, my friend? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, praise the Lord. I like it when somebody news on and they they agree with you. And they go, yeah, I have. I have no idea what that guy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. All know. right. All right, guys. Uh, well, unfortunately, too, it, it, strangely enough, my, my computer's messing up a little bit, but I, but I got it together. Elderly woman found molded to a chair. Oh. Rescues were forced to wear hazmat suits. Uh, and this comes from roving reporter Brent Green. And, uh, yeah, this was, uh, you know, I was just, I don't know. Residents in Springfield Township neighborhood had no idea one of their neighbors was living in squalor until emergency vehicles lit up their typically quiet street, uh, the Toledo Blade reported. The smell of human excrement reached the sidewalk as emergency responders worked to remove a 550-pound elderly woman from her living room chair Thursday evening. Barbara Foster had, had been sitting in the same place since July 2016, long enough for her body to weaken and her skin to mold to the chair's shape, according to Lucas <laughs> County Sheriff's Office Board. <laughs> Crews required protective suits because of the home's unsanitary conditions. Uh, I was also advised that Barbara was so physically weak that bones in her body 
were breaking when EMS were attempting to carry her out of the house. Uh, Assistant Fire Chief oh Rick Helminski said, Foster was taken to the University of Toledo Medical Center for uh, the former Medical College of Ohio Hospital. A hospital spokesman uh, on Friday said no information was available for the patient's name. A bright orange sign posted on Foster's front window declared the home unfit for habitation Friday after Toledo Lucas County Health Department officials assessed the dwelling. Oh okay. Do y'all think that this is a sign? Uh, like, this sounds awful, right? And usually people uh, relate this stuff to, you know, just somebody not understanding, being poor, or whatever. I think this is another sign of how rich America is. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, it's so crazy that, and we're so busy and all this stuff that, and we have so much, all this stuff that a person can do this. Like, you have the ability to get unbelievably, uh, obese and live in a in a house where uh, the officials come in and say no one can go in like it's unlivable and this woman was living there and this is how bad it got because she had enough for food she had enough for a house she had enough for all this stuff and she just couldn't control it what what do y'all think like i mean it, it seems to me like it's it's a symptom of having too much almost yeah yeah i actually saw walking uh towards me downtown a couple they were so, uh, and, and actually over the course of the last couple of days um coincidentally enough i've seen so many people like and i don't i don't say gross as in disgusting gross as in yeah. huge uh obesity and i i just and what i think we have to be careful with this conversation which i have never been careful until we've been called out and i thought i thought it was a pretty good pushback is that not everybody is um voluntarily uh treating themselves badly and overeating and not exercising there's some medical conditions but there's got to be a high percentage of people that are like choosing to have a lifestyle that that basically makes them physically special needs I mean, these are people, they need assistance. They are walking extra slow. They have to be careful going upstairs. Some of them have to ride in a machine in Walmart, and they're not even out of their 50s. I know. Some of them don't don't bring their computer chargers. Some of them ruin their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's it's just so crazy that obesity obesity is a physical uh, special needs that's voluntary. I guess like you chose that lifestyle. Do you guys think that do you guys think that the physical um illness comes first or the 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 mental because I think there has to be some mental illness somewhere along the way when it comes to like being morbidly obese where someone doesn't move for months. You know what I mean? So do you think the physical ailments cause the mental problems or vice versa? Huh, that's a that's a good question. That's a good question. And and I this is one thing that's that's really embarrassing for me to talk about, but hell, I've said more embarrassing things. But I I I do believe that my OCD has uh contributed to me having uh major overeat overeating um like in, in spells of time. Like there's been times when I have literally uh packed in so much food over the course of like a couple hours. And it, and it came from an OCD foundation of, well, tomorrow I'm starting to eat right, uh, to only put good things in my body. So it's almost like my mind was like, okay, well then I'm just going to pack it all in now. And I know for some people they're like, "Eh, no, that's just normal. But uh, I mean, I'm glad that I didn't write down all the stuff that I ate. And so I could imagine someone going through that cycle over and over and over. And like, so they, they do that on Monday, then Tuesday they wake up and they, you know, turn over a new leaf, but then they mess up. And so they gorge themselves again saying Wednesday, I'm going to start all over or just something like that, which would, you know, basically support what Devin is saying that that's a mental illness. That's like an OCD. You're, you're basically lying to yourself or your brain is playing tricks on you. And next thing you know, you're like, Oh my gosh. But one thing that, has amazed me is it seems like at some point you think, Oh my gosh, like I've got to turn this thing around, but instead they go 
200 more pounds overweight. That's just, I just don't understand how people do that. But I, I, I already apologize for some of the things that I've said and assumptions that I've made because I don't know what this stuff entails. I don't know how people get to that point. Yeah. I mean, if you just get molded to your chair, I just don't even know what to do. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have any like uh, counseling or anything in my mind that can like, I don't, I just don't know. All right. Here's, here's it. Right. Hey, I, I'm sorry, but I, I didn't even get out of that article dead or not. I they don't know yet. She's not dead yet. They have, they haven't responded, but I mean, her bones were breaking when they were trying to pull her out of the chair. That just sounds horrific. That's unreal. It just sounds horrific. Like what? That's unreal. Well, so you don't know whether she was was she unconscious? Was she watching TV? Was she eating? I mean, I don't. All know. I know is that she definitely is a pastor. All right, here we go. Someone, <laughs> someone just bought Joey. This is for you because you're kind of like a history buff, uh, and I want to know what y'all think about this. Someone just bought Hitler's personal phone for two hundred and forty three thousand dollars, and this comes from the Huffington Post. <laughs> A battered red phone once belonging to Adolf Hitler, possibly used to send untold numbers of people to their deaths during World War II, has been sold at an auction for $243,000. The personal traveling phone, which features an engraved swastika and the Nazi leader's name on the back, was sold to an unidentified buyer by telephone on Sunday, according to CNN. The seller, Alexander Historical Auctions in Chesapeake City, Maryland, described the phone as Hitler's mobile device of destruction. Uh, both the phone and a porcelain dog were recovered from the mass murderer's bunker in British office uh, by British officer Ralph Rayner soon after the war ended. According to the auction house, Rainolf Rayner said that the items were presented to his father as gifts by the Russian forces then in control of the city. Um, and it goes on to tell a little bit more about the history of the phone. But my question to you guys, is this bad? Like, is that a bad history buff? Like, is this person, like, do you immediately have a connotation of, oh, man, Hitler and, uh, you, like, having that in your hat? Where do you store it? Where do you keep it? You know, uh, I don't know. Like, is this something that even interests you? Do you think it's too evil to to spend money on stuff like this? I have an answer, but, Devin, I don't want to cut you off, man. You got anything on this one? or? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see it as, like, a real bad thing. I mean, I can understand how people might view it as, like, oh, you just don't want to acknowledge that as anything collectible or anything like that. But, I mean, I feel like the, the with Nazi Germany and Hitler, it's, it's still really, really recent in history. Yeah. But if you, if you could go back to – if you could go back a couple thousand years to a a dictator that slaughtered, you know, tens of right. thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever, that's not, I'm not saying it's yeah, like if you could have Genghis Khan spear or something like that, right. You would take it in a heartbeat. You would buy it for, you know, yeah. how, if you had the money to spend in that regard. But so, I mean, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at somebody if they said, you know, I think you should just burn it. I mean, yeah, that'd be like, well, I, I guess I can understand that, too. But at the same time, I don't think it's a big deal. If somebody collects stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I see history as a collaboration of a lot of evil and a lot of good and good or evil is not exclusive to a specific country. And so right. for me, first of all, I would be so intrigued to hold that phone and to be like, oh, my gosh, like Hitler uses. Y'all know who I am with history like that would just. Oh my God, that'd be so crazy. And I think that you could possibly flip that around and see that as an honoring thing uh, towards all the people that like died because of an evil man. Like basically, you know, something that you look at and it reminds you of me. I mean, so like, wouldn't you think that that would, could possibly belong uh, in a museum, uh, a Holocaust museum? Like this is the phone that did all this crap like this is right like so i i just i don't see it I, like i i agree with Devin. like i can see where somebody would could be coming from but what if you were a history buff and you just collected all like you had an unlimited amount of money and you collected good stuff you collected bad stuff and you just loved history no matter what it is a hitler is a huge part of human history yeah and made a huge contribution negatively to the course of our history. So why not remember that in a, you know, way that is respectful and honoring to Jews? Yeah. I think my answer is I, I liked what Devin said. I think that's really neat. Obviously this is more recent in history. So it burns a little more 
Um, the same yeah. way as if you own like a, a whip from the, uh, the slave times or Americans, you know, America's yeah. 1800s and stuff like that. Like, I think that that stuff would be, it would feel ruthless, but I think you guys are making a really good point. History in and of itself isn't evil. Like, of course that, that Hitler was evil and the things he did was evil, but history in and of itself, I, I'm a, a strong supporter that if we don't know our history, we, we are doomed to repeat it. So I think you're right. I, I don't, I don't have too much ill will, but it, it, it is interesting that the person wanted to remain anonymous and called in on a phone. You know, uh, you know what I mean? They didn't, wow. they didn't, they <laughs> yeah. didn't want to be known. And so wonder yeah. where they put it, where's it at? And you know, there's some, there's some strange folks out there, but anyway. Well, I, I, I wonder too, uh, what, what if they are kind of a supremacist that like relishes in that part right. of our history? And, and for that reason, they didn't want to be known. I mean, like, like a, yeah, that's a, true. a, a uh, Ed, Ed Norton from American history X type character. Right. It's just like, yeah, I want that. Thumb. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, who, who knows? I, I don't know, but you can't, I mean, if you had that and you wanted to sell it, I guess, you know, I'm totally fine with you selling it and, and making some profit off of it or something like that. But anyway, all right, that's the damn news. Thank you guys so much. Joey, you got anything you want, you want to say before we get off here? Yeah, uh, uh, just, you know, for those of you that just... You want to apologize to the fans and to Devin for the, the just the terrible way that you conduct yeah. your business today? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I want to apologize uh, to you guys. You need to apologize to Jesus first. Okay. <laughs> I apologize first and foremost to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to apologize to uh, Jenny and Joyce. I want to apologize for making you guys uncomfortable for saying that me and Toby needed to hug and love our mothers. And I also <laughs> want to apologize to ob- obese people all around the world for assuming that I know how you got there because I don't Amen. damn me to hell for even thinking such a notion. And lastly, I want to apologize to uh, not only the religion of Judaism, but also all of you that take part in that either by blood, like in other words, you were born into it, or by belief and practice. I am sorry that uh, I I don't have hatred towards Hitler's phone. All right. So I think I covered it. Those of you that want to support this podcast, you can go to thebcclub.com. And you can either be a part of the BC club. You can just tie us in on your Amazon shopping. Yep. Um, don't forget. Hey, while we have Devin on here, Devin, um, tell people and, and then we'll go tell people a little bit about BC supply and where it's headed and what you got going on so far. Yeah, man. Uh, BC supplies. It's been awesome. It's been off to a great start the past few months. We got a lot of high end products like leather wallets, belts, um, really nice T-shirts um, with our brand on it and other stuff like that. Uh, we have uh, special coffee. We have wool hats, all kind of stuff like that. So, And in the next few months, we're hoping to add some new products, um, and we're excited about that. So go to bc.supply to, uh, to see more of our stuff and to read about why we started it and some of our blog posts and things like that. But, yeah, it's, it's been off to a great start, so we're excited. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. And you know what? As we continue to do this podcast and as we get older, our products are going to change. Like we will eventually, I mean, we'll probably have diapers that we'll be sending out, you know, because as we get older, our products will adapt to it. Toby, you want to close us out with a blessing or a benediction or maybe a rebuke to me? Do you have a rebuke? No, I don't. I, I did think it was kind of, you totally skipped over it. You know, it, you, when you're talking about the BC club, when you join now, uh, if a loved one of yours passes away, Pastor Joy will immediately send you a one-liner joke that he thinks up in his head. <laughs> <laughs> so join the BC Club. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.